studios in nebraska welcome to the other kind radio this is an exciting show we're going to go back over the results of our oscar prediction show the mouth is not functioning very well today folks so just bear with me um so todd and i are going to be reviewing that uh we've got exciting news about uh how you can now listen to the show um todd has done some fantastic work there so we're going to talk a little bit about that Go into the results and then uh, talk about a uh, show that uh, I'm excited about that will be uh, done remotely, our first remote show. So um, we're, we're uh, been real busy behind the scenes and trying to make it easier for our kind listeners to uh, to listen to the show and, and where to find it and kind of pick up some traction. So um, before I introduce this gentleman, uh, my father used a word this past week. And I believe it was uh, epic or genius or something. Words that I've never heard uh, necessarily describe me. But uh, a lot of people were really impressed with how well he uh, managed and uh, predicted Oscar winners. I was blown away by it. So without further ado, let's bring Todd on the show. Todd, are you there? Can you, can you hear me? Everybody keep it down. Keep it down. Keep it down, please. Yes, I'm here, Jeff. <laughs> more applause. More applause. That's a long applause track. Wait, hang on. Let's just soak it in for a minute. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> they just all now want my million dollars. That's right. And I, I, yeah, I have some good news and some bad news. The good news is that you, you did win, but there was never a million dollars. It was something I, I, I thought you were going to say the bad. The good news is I transferred the million dollars, but immediately <laughs> the bank rejected it. I was, it was a, it was a uh, psychological tactic that I was trying to distract you with the amount of money. So that you wouldn't, so you wouldn't take that much time thinking about, um, your predictions or your picks that you'd be just, you know, counting and spending the money. And, uh, I see how well that worked out for me. The bad thing is, is, if I could mic drop you right now, I would, but I can't pay to replace this microphone if I do. <laughs> right? Uh, no, incredible turnout, and we'll get into that um, in just a second. But uh, I think th I think the big news this week is all this work uh, that you put into um, getting the show kind of you know spread. I don't know what the buzzwords are, but but update the kind listener. Tell them what you did this week. So. As we talked about before, I, I am a part of another podcast called Minute of the Apes. And going into that one, I knew nothing about how to get a podcast out there. I knew that you had different apps. You know, you could go to the iTunes store, you could go to Spotify, Stitcher, any number of them. I had no idea how I got in there. Um, and as I went along, I, it was one of the most frustrating battles because really there's not a lot out there that tells you how to do this. But finally, and it, it was really once I figured it, figured it out or understood i was like oh that makes sense because i work for a large internet company and we use things called rss feeds you may see them on various websites you'll go in this little orange icon that looks like it's uh, waves of broadcast coming all out right from, okay oh, let me stop you there let me stop you there because this is the perfect segue to a new segment that we have here at the other kind radio and it's called todd 
teaches us. So everybody put your thinking caps on. Oh, there's the school bell. Okay, uh, let's all gather around. Let's gather around. Let's all calm down. Let's put our thinking caps on and turn our inside voices on. And uh, let's have Todd teach us about RSS feeds. When I end up in a mental institution later and they say, how did you become so narcissistic? I'm going to point to you. <laughs> but so an RSS feed, all it is, is really, really simple syndication or something is what it stands for. Um, and it it literally is a feed. Here's a, a here's a URL that then says, here's all the content that you've posted within this account. So I took all the RSS feeds, went out and submitted us to iTunes, Stitcher and a number of other uh, podcast deliverers. And uh, with great efficiency, faster than it was for Men of the Apes. Men of the Apes took a couple of weeks for some reason for it to come through, but this stuff came through in a couple of days. So we're now out on some of the major uh, sites. Spotify is a little bit tricky. Spotify is very picky. They don't just list everything. So I have to keep beating them up and uh, showing that we're culturally relevant. But... Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> unless you put a buzzword in there that's current, you know, within the current lexicon of conversation, you're not going to get in. Right. Um, but the great thing is, is we are in a number of them. And if you, as a, as a kind listener, use a different service than we're currently on, let us know, because all it takes is me then knowing that's where you want us and I'll go submit it within a few days. Hopefully we'll be there for you. But the ball is rolling. And if you're ever doing this for a podcast, just look where you host your content and where we host our content buries this but you can find it rss feed and it's simply a url like any other and then you just go plug it into all these services so um yes because we're obviously we we host ours on uh soundcloud and uh i didn't know of course i obviously wasn't looking for it but i didn't even know what you were talking about so do you think that they that um soundcloud has a reason for making it kind of buried or do you just think that um they don't want people doing it. I, I don't know. I just I'd figure if it's such an important thing for getting content out that everybody would kind of have a big red button, you know, that you could it, push. It's funny you say that, Jeff, because as I went along and even once I found it, so I found it and I told Jeff we're having some problems because I forgot iTunes is the behemoth that, you know, Apple, I know Apple's very popular amongst a lot of people, but if you ever deal with them on something like this, they're not the easiest people and they're very, very particular. So our icon had to become 14 by 14, uh, 1400 by 1400. So it's enormous. So they won't even accept that. So you fix that. Then if this doesn't have this and they're blah, blah, blah. Well, as I'm going through all that, I would go away from our SoundCloud and I'd come back and go, oh crap, where was the RSS feed again? And I, it, it took me four <laughs> or five times going through it to go, there it is. So this, the system we use for Men of the Apes is called Spreaker. And they are very, I mean, right when you go, here's your show and right up top, here's your RSS feed. There's no no ah. doubt about it. So I don't know if SoundCloud has just tacked that on right, and not thought about it, or if they are trying to say, we'd rather you just send people to us. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I did send them, uh, in a, I think, a tweet. And SoundCloud, if you're listening, we would really love it if you'd simply help us out by putting a nice RSS feed. <laughs> but the great thing is, if you do this, RSS feeds are usually pretty easy to find on most these services. All right, all right. So, so just to recap, there. I mean, um, I, of course, not knowing anything about this, when you contacted me and said, "Hey, we're on Stitcher," I know Stitcher because I listen to Bill Burr's podcast, and they also have a number of other comedians that have podcasts on there. So, 
when as soon as you texted that to me, I immediately went inside my Stitcher app and did a search, and it was right there. And of course, I, I think I texted you. You know, I feel like I'm hearing a song that I wrote on the radio. It was so cool to just kind of see that and have it out there. Um, and then, of course, I'm, when you notified me about iTunes, I went on there and looked and did not find it that first day. Um, but within 24 hours of you notifying me, we showed yeah. up in the search. Good. Um, so I, I now and, and now having some some um, knowledge about <clears throat> what all that goes into. That's that's good news. And and I'm excited if, if Apple is uh, is pretty picky, then it's nice uh, that uh, they, they let us in. Um so I, could, I guess they had to go in and listen, huh? I think what they do is they, I don't know that, I, I honestly don't know if they listen. I don't know if they have some way with an algorithm that they play a track and can tell, but they're, they're going to look for, is it really a podcast or are you just putting something? What they don't want is Apple's, and to a good point, they don't want apps or content that's going to cheat people. Uh. You think that you've gotten this and you're getting cheated. So they're going to look and say, "Is how's the quality? How is the content? And also, you know, have you marked it explicit if it needs to be? And I didn't mark ours explicit because we may cuss occasionally, but it's never about that. So I don't think of this as explicit content. But they're they're very particular that you better represent yourself correctly. Oh wow. Well, I, again, I'm I'm a little beside myself. It's hard for me to contain my excitement when we we start talking about this because I, I just think it's great. Um, of course, you know, as, as this grows and we continue to expand, we'll uh, keep everybody notified uh, via Twitter. Uh, and, if, and like Todd said, if you, if you have an idea or somewhere you'd like to see our content, our email address, very simple, is info at theotherkindradio.com. Info at theotherkindradio.com. Um, and we'll be more than happy to see what we can do. So, all right, boys and girls, that, that concludes uh, Todd Teaches Us. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and say thank you. RSS feeds, they're, they're not just for breakfast anymore. You can have them whenever you want. Low calorie. All right. Let's get to the meat of the show. We have in our midst a genius when it comes to talking about the movie industry and what was going to happen that night. And I couldn't, I couldn't help but keep... Well, there, there, there was two things. One, I was really excited because you were doing well. And then, of course, there were some bad words that came out of my mouth because of some of these picks that you got. Um, but we're going to run through those real quick uh, and, and kind of just talk through it, maybe give us uh, you know some feedback as far as what we thought were some important parts of the Oscars. And, and uh, uh, so let's we'll get things started. The first one we had picked was visual effects, right? So... I'm I'm there. Uh, the nominations are read, um, and I of course immediately jump up in the air and start pumping my fist because I was the only one that got that uh, for uh, yes, Blade did. Runner. Yes. Now I believe was that one of the ones where you wanted Blade Runner to win, but you thought Planet would, or I can't remember. I think what I what I said was I really wanted War for the Planet of the Apes because, and I do think it's a shame that that film's never won. I think that that's those three films have advanced motion capture mm. and, and the ability to replace a person with an image beyond anything else however i'm pretty sure that i said something akin to i will not be surprised if blade runner doesn't win because they're creating an entire environment one right. that, that we've seen before but taking it to another level so i wasn't surprised at all do, do you think that if planet of the apes had an ape that looked like ryan gosling that maybe they would win wow <laughs> um would that be called la la 
<laughs> Lala. La La Land of the Apes. <laughs> who drives? Yes. Driver, who is a driver? Yeah. So I did actually read a comment, and I think it was Variety the next morning, that they really believe the reason that these new Planet of the Apes films have never won is that a large part of the voting populace for that are actors who are terrified of being replaced by digital images. Mm. So that, there could be a lot of political crap in that. All right, on to costume, which um, I think you piggybacked me on this one with Phantom Thread. Um, and there you go. Uh, a, a movie about costume making or fashion wins an Oscar for costume. They couldn't resist that. <laughs> you think so? Uh, no, they, that's too simple. Oh, look, let's vote for that because that's what it's about. Right, right. Um, so at this time, I'm up to one. I'm counting money. I'm going to buy like a fur sink, something crazy with my million. And then makeup and hair comes out. And you had gone with the darkest hour. And I went with wonder. And uh, I think this is another one that uh, you did an excellent job of picking. And uh, I think it was, you know, the movie that deserved it. It's amazing. You know, it's, it's he is not completely photorealistically created to look like Winston Churchill, but it evokes it just enough where you forget it's Gary Oldman and you can believe it's him. Right. Uh, as for original song, uh, uh, so we're currently tied. Original song, you picked This Is Me um, from... Uh, Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. And I picked Remember Me from Coco and uh, Redeem Myself a little bit um with uh with winning that one um i did i did see coco uh watched it uh a uh, couple days ago mm-hmm. and it yeah it was good I, I i wasn't blown away with it the way that some other animated movies have um mm-hmm. a lot of them have you know the same theme and i, I don't know if as as we get older our scope widens a bit and it it is a you know kid that's family doesn't want him to play guitar but he wants to yeah. play the guitar blah, 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 blah. and in the end his hero is not a hero and he learns that home is where the heart is you know and he i think he has ruby shoes i can't remember but uh <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it's still worth checking out i think if, if you get kids and on a fun note the uh i believe that's the one that is the couple who yes re- helped write book of mormon who wrote avenue q and became what are called EGOT winners that night. So they've got an Emmy, a Grammy, oh. an Oscar, and a Tony. And that's what What's His Face was trying to chase on uh, uh, the Tina Fey show. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's considered to be, if you've done that, then you've pretty much, of all the creative arts, you've touched it. There you go. Then it's free donuts or free coffee. That's good. Uh, for life, but at a really discount place. <laughs> right. On to the next one, which was score. Um, and this one was the first one that we both hit. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Phantom Thread was the first one. But uh, for score, uh, no real surprise here, but uh, Shape of Water. Any thoughts on that one? No, I thought it was incredibly deserving. Uh, you know, I, as I watch these with my wife, I turn to her and I'll try. She knows this is my passion. Yeah. And I'll, I'll turn to her and I'll say, that should win because listen to the soundtrack it sounds like water and if you listen to that soundtrack it does sound that's like right. water's rippling that's right uh on to sound mixing uh here uh dunkirk we we it's funny because we were joking we joked on the previous episode that we were going to flip these because sound mixing yeah. and sound editing were so close 
and it panned out exactly like we thought. Uh, Dunkirk won for sound mixing uh, and for sound editing. And mm-hmm. one of the, uh, like you said, doesn't always happen where where the, both the movies uh, or the movies that are so similar are being nominated for both these awards. The same movie wins, but here in this case, it did. And I thought that it, it's funny because I turned to my wife and I said, I'm going to tell you right now, I should have, she knew that about the whole we kept tally of this. Yeah. And I said, I should have chosen Dunkirk here, but as we said, baby driver said it was just astonishing. Yeah. However, Dunkirk so deserving because it's effectively, like I said last week, it's effectively a silent film and the sound tells you so much about what you're seeing. So uh, well-deserved, you know, and that, and that's a, that's a very good point to bring up because that would increase your overall to 19, which out of 24 again is, is amazing. Okay. On to the, onto the next award, which <clears throat> wah, wah, we, <laughs> we didn't do very well. Film editing, and you know the thing I didn't do on this list is uh, note which mo- which movie won. I just have it noted that we all uh, didn't c- uh, pick correctly. Uh, you had The Shape of Water. I had three billboards. So, do you remember who um, won for editing? I'm actually looking it up, and because I remember that night as it happened, I thought that's not good for Shape of Water because it really does. If you go look at the history of the Academy Awards, film editing almost is always tied with best picture yeah and i was just amazed that uh you know we all got that wrong uh yeah we we did not do so well and of course here oh for dunkirk lee smith oh yeah yeah and i which at that point i started thinking well maybe dunkirk wins this and and i did think dunkirk was an incredible film Uh, that's that's how you closely tied that is that it really did make me make me think oh we're going to have one of those years where the academy surprises you and doesn't go with the current sentiment and picks something that got recognized very early on that's another thing with the academy awards if you come out way in advance of the academy awards i forget when dunkirk was released but it was it was not an award season you literally are oh we've got to nominate dunkirk but you're forgotten shape of water comes out in the award season it's remembered it's revered it wins yeah yeah, because even even when we were doing our picks, and one of them was I think Kong, I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, that came out last year." Because I mean, it it seemed yeah. like it came out forever ago, which again is the stupid, stupid nature of the Academy Awards. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I love that. All right, we'll move on to foreign language. This was a big one for you, not so big for me. I believe this one was kind of a blind pick. You went with a fan- a fantastic woman, and I went on uh, on Body and Soul. You got that one right. Um, being that neither one of us seen it. Uh, We'll, we will play it safe and say they really deserve that. They really did. I took a lucky guess because of the this is me movement. And I said, oh, a fantastic woman. They'll, they'll pick it. Right. And then um, to the only fail left for the evening, uh, live action short film. Um, I believe uh, Kobe's, uh, was basketball dream on there? I think that's what it was. You went with DeKalb Elementary. I was hungry, so I picked the 11 o'clock. Um, and I think that was uh, Kobe's Kobe's uh, win. You know, I'm mad at myself because the company I work for backed the Kobe Bryant film, and I was going to say that, and for some reason when I saw DeKalb Elementary, it just sounded like, you know, when you get into live-action short, none of us have seen these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're just guessing. But I did remember noting to myself to do it, but... It is what it is. Now we did have a kind listener that gave me some feedback and thought it would that that Kobe really didn't have a chance of winning uh-huh. um, because of the Me Too movement, and he's had some serious uh, allegations yeah. in the past. 
and thought maybe you know the academy would remember that when they were coming to but i guess they didn't i guess it was that's the uh, weird thing about them I mean, and i did read that the following day that it, what did it say about the the movement but what you have to remember is not every member of the academy votes for every award you have to belong to certain parts uh, um you just because you are a sound designer does not mean maybe you get to vote for makeup that's there i don't completely understand all that because it's very wonky right but that could be the reason it didn't uh, pan out is uh, hurting him right right and it, it was a while ago i think they said that was back in i think it's been like Ten Six months, months at least. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, we'll go on to documentary short. Um, I get lucky on this. Uh, you picked Heroin E. Uh, I picked Heaven is a Place on Earth or the 405, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> got, got lucky with that. Now, I'm telling you right now, we'll take this this moment to step inside the mind of, of, of Jeff now there there is oh i got the wrong effect up darn it anyway i was gonna make a joke about how echoey it was hey we do this live folks anyway at this point i am ecstatic i feel like i'm in the major leagues that i've placed in the medal round because i'm keeping pace with you i really am and i'm i'm just pumped now folks this is the part in the movie with it, with, I believe it's called an apex or or a pivot, where things are about to go hor horribly wrong for me, and I am quickly humbled and realize the genius of my co-host. The next um, the next uh, award was for documentary feature. Um, this was uh, a hit for both of us uh, with uh, Icarus. Now, I, since we've done this, I've watched Icarus, and oh, have you? It is amazing. It's on, and the great thing is, it's on Netflix. And I saw that the next morning they pushed it out there. Yeah, and and I mean, I think that's great. I, I, yeah. I you know, at some point we'll have a conversation um, on the show about what that means to major film studios. How angry yeah. does it make them that this little company that just was like, "Hey, you want DVDs in the mail so you can watch them?" has grown into this mammoth and now is producing. That is probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Awesome. Uh, do you know anything about it? No, I, I don't. And I will say this also about Netflix. It's really cool. Besides them funding all that, I don't know if you noticed this, Jeff. A lot of the short films are on there. And I noticed that preceding the Academy Awards. So they're doing this whole thing of the little scene films, giving them a venue to be seen. So that's very exciting. And yes. hopefully for next year's show, will allow us to watch a lot more. Of yes. Yeah, yes. We, we are going to have the new rule where we can't vote unless we've seen it. Um. Because I think that's important. So Icarus, real quick, for the kind listeners, because I, I do think it's worth uh, the time, the hour and a half or so, to, to watch it. So basically it starts out with a, an amateur cyclist who grew up um, in love with uh, with uh, Armstrong, right? Yeah, Lance, Lance Armstrong. Armstrong. I'm thinking Neil. I'm like, my brain's going, no, that's not it. And then I'm going, okay, brain, well, what's they the wanted, right one? They wanted to go cycling to the right. moon. Okay. <laughs> right. And I'm asking my brain, okay, well, if that's not the right answer, what is? And my brain's like, not going to tell you. You're going you're gonna to look like an idiot. <laughs> um, so he is this cyclist. And then, of course, the beginning of it starts out with you know what happened with Lance and everything. And he decides to go on a Lance Armstrong diet. And he's going to... Take all the stuff that Lance did and all the way uh, uh, and all the masking to see how it improves his race. There's an amateur race. 
in France, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically the amateur version of the Tour de France. Okay. Um, so obviously to do that, he has to get in contact with people that are in the business of masking uh, doping and, and all of that. So he gets hooked up with this guy, this Russian guy, who uh, has been uh, basically in charge of kind of Russia's uh, Olympic uh, doping program uh, for the last many years. Now, I say that very carefully because the movie itself takes a huge turn when he does all the drugs, doesn't get caught, but he has a really kind of bad race. There's some equipment problems and everything, and he realizes and kind of points out that the the doping, you have to be a certain type of person uh, physically to, to maximize all that stuff. And, and Lance was all, already an incredible athlete, so it made him excel that much more. So that, you know, that's when now he's kind of in this tight position because his documentary is kind of over, but that's when all of the stuff started breaking about the Russians doping in the Olympics Hmm. and it turns there and it is amazing. And, uh, to borrow, uh, what I heard from some other people talking about it, it's something out of a Tom Clancy novel, what the Russians did in Sochi to keep all of their drug samples clean. And hmm. uh, yeah, I, that's, I'll stop giving the summary there because that's kind of where the meat of it takes. But it's worth checking out. And uh, I was happy to see it. Icarus, like I said, if you got some time, um, check it out. Unfortunately, um, it's not something you can have on in the background. You'll have to pay attention because there's a lot of subtitles. But uh, we're checking out. I'll, I'll make sure I watch that <clears throat> and probably before the next time we get together. Sounds good. All right, we moved on to cinematography. And here you wrote uh, the winner, but I don't know what movie it was. Uh, Roger Deakins, and, and I, I, I hung under your Blade Runner 2049. Oh, so, okay, fantastic. Okay, so that's good. Uh, and that was the one that I really wanted. Uh, I think her name was Rachel, Rachel Morrison from Mudbound to win. I, it's a shot that, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a film that is shot just gorgeously. I can guarantee you the narrative. She's the first woman to ever be nominated for in this award category, which immediately makes you say bullshit. But five to 10 years down the line, she'll be nominated again. And that voiceover will say, the winner is Rachel Morrison, who is not the first woman to be nominated in this category. This is her first win. You can almost hear yeah. them write the yeah. story. Yeah. And it's once again, it's the silliness of giving awards in these categories. Roger Deacon is a legend and should have won years ago. Yeah. And you could even see she she is, you know, fresh on the scene. She's the DP for Black Panther. So she's she's got some skins on the wall already with yeah. two very well-recognized films. But you could see her thrilled that he won. But how dumb is that, that she has to be thrilled that an icon finally is no, uh, noticed for his right. legacy? That's just idiotic. And then you're talking about Mudbound, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Rachel I, Morrison for Mudbound. I saw that as well on your recommendation. And another movie I highly recommend the kind listeners take the time to watch. Again, on Netflix, right? Yeah. Um, In fact, uh, backed by Netflix for 100%. It's not just one they put out there. That is their film. It's uh, it's a heavy it's a heavy hitter. It, it uh, is, but it's beautifully done. It is beautifully done. A great movie. Um, you know, the more that I discuss the Oscar committee with you, it mm -hmm. reminds me of teenage Jeff, who really wouldn't do the right thing 
but then would spend later time trying to make up for that by fixing the things that were, you know, ignored. <laughs> uh, down the That's road. the truth of life, isn't yeah, it? Though yeah. we all we don't learn but how to deal with it until much later. But now I understand some of your anger in the sense that, you know, he obviously it was a great movie cinematography wise but and i still don't think i said that right um you're fine but she did deserve that because one was all spaceships and sci-fi stuff which i like but mudbound man the there were scenes in there where not only was the story heavy but the shots were heavy mm-hmm. and you know I think that uh, I would like to see uh, what she would have done with something like the color purple, uh, which oh, again, absolutely. which was shot wonderfully, but it 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 did it was shot it romanticized it. There you go, boom. Uh, and, and to remind people, if I can, and I said this last time, cinematography just isn't where how, where you put the camera. It isn't just how you arrange the shot. It can be a choice of lenses, which lenses can make backgrounds look closer or not. It can bring different aspects to it if you stop it a different way and it brings less light in i mean they're great examples the easy examples at the very end there are characters faced with a tough situation uh standing in a field and to isolate the characters she goes with what's called a long lens and it completely distorts the background and all you see is the face and we as a viewer if you're not aware of it, and I would say, I, and I don't mean this elitist, I'd say the majority of people watching it don't ever look and go, oh, the background, background's blurry. But instead, they don't realize that subliminally she's forcing you to look at them. And she just, it's masterful. She's, it's beautifully done. And that's kind of how the the art comes into it because absolutely, if you do it without the public noticing, but they get the message that you're trying to send and there right. in itself is the 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 talent and the work of art. So, and again, this is to take nothing away from Roger Deakins because yes, it is all spacious, but at the same time, it is in the ilk of what are called film noir, like the old detective films, and he does a beautiful job of painting with light, yeah, and putting it in this dystopian look, but even making it personal. And it's he he's that man is just amazing. All the, he, he's done the majority of the Coen Brothers films or all of them. Yes. And those are just masterclasses in how to shoot movies. But that that was kind of going back to my bad example of, of teenage Jeff. But I mean, it's like, you know, he may have all those skins on the wall and it may be the, the Academy may be saying, hey, it's time for, right. you know, this guy to win. But boy, whew, that, you know, it was a little and, 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 and it was kind of a uh, to her. And maybe their thought process is, well, she's so good. And so young. And so young, she'll be around for a while, which... That's exactly it. That's... Wow. Okay. All right. Um, so that means we won't get our Oscar for outstanding broadcast lighting technology mixing till we're in our, like, 90s. RSS feeding. Yeah. <laughs> for outstanding award and achievement in RSS, the Oscar goes to Todd. And then Thank I'll, you. And then I'll be like... What about me? So you didn't have anything to do with that. You don't even know how to spell RSS. And when I get up on the stage, I'll forget to thank you. <laughs> All right. Before we get too carried away, uh, original screenplay. And, and this is one that you and I talked about uh, at length. So happy to see that yes. uh, Peel got it um, with Get Out. Thoughts? Uh, first African-American to win the award once again. How is that even possible? 
Right. I, you've been doing this for 90 years, and that is the first man of man or woman of color to win that award. Now, beyond that, I I think it's so typical of, of the Academy to give a screenplay award. When he won that, I said, get out is done. There were there was sentiment in the days leading up to it that could get out surprise. Yeah. And I started thinking, hey, it might surprise. But as soon as he won this award, I said, nope, because you look at Tarantino won at the year of Pulp Fiction. That means he's not going to win. It's just the way it is. However, they at least recognized a horror film, and that's huge for the Academy. Mm -hmm. I thought the film was very strong. Um, Jeff, we're both the sons of psychologists, and I don't. You've seen the film, correct? Yes. I don't know how you felt about the whole, and I, I won't get into revealing too much, but the hypnosis part. I just being the son of a psychologist, my dad has gone into, and we've talked about hypnosis, and it has its values and all these, but it just, I felt okay. I don't. I don't follow this story at this point so for me i was lost in it and i need to go back and watch it right. great film right and and i love the guy so i'm thrilled that he won it my father the psychologist uh he loves the movie he can't stop talking about it so i really? think he enjoys uh the liberty that they took with what what you can do under hypnosis okay. and, and made a movie out of it so um, my dad the film snob won't watch it Oh, oh, he won't. Oh. No, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, I don't know. I thought it was a little <laughs> bit, you know, <sighs> horror films just never really evoke the true art. And I'm like, Dad, <laughs> stop. That's also when my dad says there's no good Republicans on the face of the earth. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we won't go down that road right now. We're going to go. No, I'm just, I'm reiterating my dad. Exactly. I don't um, okay, so then we go from uh, original to adapted. Adapted remembers from a book or anything else that's been written for it. And you nailed this one. Call Me By Your Name. Um, a movie that uh, I've heard a lot of people say in the, you know, the post-media talk of movies. Um, a lot of people didn't like this movie. Um, I understand it's a good movie. Have you seen it? No, okay. uh, I did see this morning as I was waiting to get on and record with you that it's now available through DirecTV, so I'll watch it within the next couple of weeks. Okay. I, I, I will, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll follow up on that. Um, but did, did uh, you know, just, just heard some grumblings. But, I, you know, congratulations to them. I haven't seen the movie, so I, I can't speak to that. But never before, or I shouldn't say never before, but I think it's rare that a movie comes out and wins an Oscar. And then most of the news that I heard was that it, people just were like, they just didn't like it. Really? I, I, I heard almost the exact opposite was how much everybody loved it. So, Well, good. I, so, And this is another one, though, that, you know, you can read it. it I looked at it, and I, what I was hearing at that time is it's about um, – a same-sex relationship between an older man and a younger man. The Academy has tried in the past to award things like that. They've looked past Brokeback Mountain, which that year was inarguably the best film of the year and gave movie. it to Crash. The Academy is afraid to go down those, but it's the same as that they wouldn't give an African-American award. So they finally give them with us. When that was in this category, I thought there's no way that film wins Best Picture. And it's also written by James Avery, uh, Ivory, excuse me, who uh, wrote and directed things like Room with a View, Howard's Inn, Remains of the Day. So very well respected. Never won an Academy Award. Mm. You, it's almost like you can just do the math. And right. that's what it was. And on to the next uh, subject, or the next award, which makes me realize we made a mistake somewhere. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> this animated short was the basketball one. Yeah. Um, so we won't dive in there. But you got that pick right. And uh, 
you're you know you're you're definitely pulling away at this point. Uh, then with animated feature, Coco Juan, I should say Co- Coco. I'm gonna say it wrong, and people aren't. I like it when it. you say Coco. <laughs> you you say it right, and I'm gonna start saying it okay. wrong. Um, right, and I think it was you know. Uh, That's a no-brainer. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of the other ones, but uh, you got that one. And then you really go on a tear here. Um, supporting actress. Uh, again, you have the the actress here, and I can't remember which movie it was. What we had Allison Janney. She was in Janney. She's in I Tonya. Okay, right. And I didn't. I again didn't really catch on with that movie. So uh, good for her. Um, mm-hmm. Great actress, and she she delivers a pretty stunning portrayal of a despicable person. Yes. Yes. Uh, for supporting actor, was very happy to see this. Sam Rockwell. Um, he does such a good job in Three Billboards. Yeah, um, he's great. And his speech was was nice too. It was to it the was. point, and uh, uh, loved the uh, the story where his dad comes and pulls him out of school and is talking to the office administrator and says, "Yeah, we you know we got to get him. We got to take him out today. Grandma, Grandma's not doing well." And then they get in the car. And Sam asks his dad, he says, well, I mean, what's going on with grandma? And he's like, oh, she's fine. We're going to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I immediately, when he said that, I died because I thought my dad's never done that. But that was so something my dad would do. Yeah. And I love that. It, it, I love it when these people who make a crap ton of money to pretend in front of a camera can humanize themselves. And yes. every movie fan in the world has had that relationship at some point or another where a movie was more important than actual life from supporting actor we go to actress um the uh is it it's francis mcdormand uh-huh um was happy to see that she won i thought she did a great job however her acceptance speech and of course i can't compare because i've never stood or won an award and been in front of a bunch of people but you know she always plays these such kind of serious roles and everything Mm-hmm. I was taken back by how um, I'll just say giddy uh, she was. She's kind of like that. If you ever watch her, it, it, she's such a real person. She shows up and yeah. she's not a Hollywood actress where right. she has um, 20 hours of makeup done to her. Her hair is, I'm not going to say rumpled, but it doesn't look overly done. She's right. wearing a normal dress. She gets up there and she talks and she puts her Academy Award down. She's just a normal person, that, yes. but she will ramble like that. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not saying anything was was wrong with it. I, I hopefully didn't paint it in that, no, that no, negative no. light, but I, 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 you know, she's to me, her face is so stoic because it's it is real and it's not made right. up and it it's not hiding anything. And I, and for some reason, you know, of course in my mind, we all project, you know, or, or, or I think we have an idea of what that person is in real life. And I, I really just kind of expect her to get up there and like, kind of give this almost like Oprah esque kind of acceptance, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, saying whatever politically she wanted and whatnot, but was was enjoyed her 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 laughter and her uh the way that she just kind of didn't really do any of that she just uh was super happy that she had won and i'm gonna i'm gonna stop there and tease a segment that you've told me we're doing at the end of it i i have something to say about that speech that i'm gonna save for another segment okay all right uh on to actor another another real happy uh result here uh gary Oldman for uh, the darkest hour that's again the you want to talk about no brainer? You could watch the the sad faces of the others, and that's always the thing I hate: putting five people's faces up and watching them try to be happy for somebody else. Yeah. But you did see a few of them, 
especially the God, now that I want to think of it, I can't think of his name, but there was one who you could tell, oh, he's a fan of Gary Oldman's. Ah. So, you know, it, that's fun, but this was such a no brainer. He's never won. Who knows? You know, it's now at the point of who knows how much longer he'll be here, you know, and we got to give him an award now. So, but he was fantastic in that movie. He's been fantastic in a lot of movies. And I'm trying Is to think he? of the one, um, maybe you can help me, uh, think of the, the movie, but it's the one where he, I think he plays like a, a dirty cop and he's got something with these little pill box that he, uh, shakes next to his ear. And then he, uh, Is that takes the professional. One. It is the professional in it. That's what yeah, it is. I, yeah. He's uh, fantastic French. in that. Yes. He you know, he does tons of things like that where he'll find the little character things that change it from just a psychopathic cop into a person with frailties. Now that may have been written in the script, but his ability to bring that in and make yeah. it true. Yeah. He's always that way. Yeah. So w well deserved and congratulations. Yes. Uh on to director which I believe you you summed this up by saying that it was it, you know, it was a no-brainer. Uh, with uh, Shape of Water director and I, Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro, yes. Del Toro. Thoughts? Anything? Uh, fantastic director. I, you know, I I read the next day in Rolling Stone that it was everything wrong with the Academy Awards that they awarded it to him and for the Best Picture because it had nothing to say. That's everything wrong with film criticism. Wow. That that is the wrong approach to recognizing achievements in film is not about the message now how well you convey your message and what you bring to your message yes what do you but what do they mean there was no message the message i haven't even seen it but i keep hearing people saying it's a it's like a love story it's a little yeah. sci-fi i mean wow it's it's an amazing that was the thing i thought you're you don't belong in this profession and it wasn't the famous critic from there peter travis uh, travers it it was some secondary writer and I, I am trivializing them to an extent because I thought you don't understand your craft because that film is actually about finding love where you think it doesn't fit or belong wow. finding the best in people people blindly pursuing so how many how many of those themes actually dip into the conversations that are happening today a ton of them right just because you go in an allegorical approach instead of a straight ahead approach it doesn't lessen the impact of the story and that 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 writer was frankly I, I don't often say this they were wrong wow Wow, and and yeah, I agree with you. That's that's amazing. And again, I haven't seen it. I'm saving it from uh, for travel. I want to be able to put it on when I'm on one of my long flights, so I can. Watch I hope it I haven't built it up too much. Right, um, I I doubt that. Highly doubt that. All right, and then on the last one, best picture again. Um, I, I, I we'll talk about this a little bit when we do our overall thoughts of the the, the uh, Oscars, but uh, it does kind of. You know, this is when things were kind of hitting and and it builds up the, the, the award ceremony, builds up some some momentum. And then we, mm -hmm. we enter, uh, finish with this was, of course, was uh, Shape of Water. Uh, we talked about the director. We talked about the other areas in which it won. Anything else you want to add? Uh, only that my greatest disappointment of the entire Academy Awards was after doing the show with you that morning to, to do our picks. The truth of being the father of a 15 year old came into my life. And I didn't end up beginning to watch the Academy Awards until about an hour and a half after they'd begun. So not only do I not get the, what I'd hoped for the back and forth with Jeff and he was there, <laughs> he was ready. He was texting me. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> not only that, but then but when I got to the end of it, I added a 30 minute extension. The best picture was presented at 32 minutes. So I missed the best picture. <gasps> presentation, And I was like, eh. so I just had to go look online. So, 
that's when we get into the the segment I'm saving uh, Francis McDormand for. I'm going to come to this too. Okay. I, I don't want to tap into it, but the you know, it, it's such a shame that they're such knuckleheads that they can't keep things on track. But great film, deserved it. Uh, but so did about five other films. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hate to be a broken record, but that is my belief that we we need to stop this whole one is better than the other. Yes. Uh, so that you know, the final count was eighteen to thirteen. Um, I think my dad did pay me the compliment of saying 13 was respectable. I thought you did great. And I'm going to tell you, there was a point mid on that uh, my wife's sitting with me and she's like, okay, did you pick that one? Yes. Did you pick that one? Yes. And I went, and I I don't, Jeff, you know me well enough. I I don't try to be cocky, but at one point I said, I didn't pick that one, but I'm on a tear. (laughs) And I I meant it jokingly. And my wife looked at me and said, oh, well, you just lost. And that's my wife's opinion, which is if you say it, she's one of those that really does believe if you say it, it'll happen. And I'm like, okay, that's magical thinking, babe. Stop. (laughs) All of a sudden, all of a sudden, that's when Jeff goes on a tear and she just looks at me and goes, told you. (laughs) So luckily I pulled it out in the end because I... Jeff, you did fantastic. I, I, you're, you're looking at more than half of them, right? And I thought every one of your picks, even that didn't land, were solid picks. I, oh. I really did. Well, we'll see if we can, you know, hone those skills in and, and see what happens, uh, you know, with the next year when we when we get together yeah. and do it. Uh, I, I got a lot of good feedback from the from the episode, and, and we'll continue to uh, awesome to do that. We'll, and I think what we'll do uh, next year is I think we'll break it down into two shows where we actually can talk about the individual films. We can learn a bit more because That's I did, great. after listening to it, I thought, you know, we do owe a little more to sitting and talking about it intelligently, uh, or at least you sitting down and talking intelligently. Um, and then yeah, could, could you study up a little bit and get up to my level? <laughs> and then our, that way the pick show um, along with, the, with the, us, along with a kind listener, then, you know, everybody's going, uh, yeah, okay. And everybody has kind of a, a better understanding. So congratulations. Um, you are the, uh, the winner this year. I'll be back. Thank you. Though. Um, yes, you will. so let's, let's go into maybe some, some top three, top five moments from the evening, uh, things that struck you. Um, I'll start out if, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. I thought the intro was perfect. Um, and for those kind listeners that didn't see it, it basically started out, uh, in a four by three aspect ratio, like old television, black and white, um, with the dirt, uh, that you would, you would see on films that were shot that time, uh, a via a voiceover, a VO, um, with the, the low, um, or the narrow bandwidth as far as what the recording capabilities back there, kind of an old time radio voice was, uh, commenting on this, you know, this, look at the stars coming down the red carpet. And so doing that kind of 1950s voice and, um, then it revealed that it was actually the host, um, help me with his name, Jimmy Kimmel. Thank you. Uh, speaking to a microphone, um, he finishes the announcement, uh, and then he walks away from the mic and then they do a transition back to 16, nine full color. And he comes on stage. Um, the joke was regularly scheduled program street fights with Mario Lopez will not be seen tonight. <laughs> you know, it's so important. You, you know, you do music. I, I, I have been dipping my toes in the world of comedy, but for me in, in storytelling, anything, if you get that hook, if you get me on an, on an original hook and I understand the 1950s is an original, you know, the, the, the play to they did, but the way that it was arranged and the way that that opening line was delivered, 
I, I immediately was excited and felt like, okay, this is going to be a nice evening uh, and enjoyable to watch. I thought that that set a perfect tone for, and, and, and this kind of dips into one of the things that I wanted to say, and, and I'll say it briefly, is that at 90 years old, they wanted to find a way to pay homage to film history. Yes. And I thought what they did was, we're going to we're going to show you how this has been going on and they're going to playfully look at it began here with this look at these people arrive on the on the red carpet you know they used to have to have that kind of narrative to get it out there we don't necessarily need it anymore but we still do red carpet spectacles so i thought immediately they they bridged the gap between the old and the new and then every award that major award that was presented had a short compilation of the winners in that category now, not everyone, because you can't put 90 winners in. It, it would take five minutes you know, for every, but there were lines of, it could be, um, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It could, any famous line like that, but they put them in. And I thought, I thought that was an outstanding way to do this because what the Academy Awards too often forget is their celebration of moving images. And I thought with those little films, they captured what's magic to me. And you touch on something very, very important. The program was four hours long. Whoa. It was so long that your DVR couldn't handle it. And you right. missed the last 30 minutes. It's celebration of film. I understand the tradition, because I think back in the day they had to have filler. And I think back in the day they said, you know, one way we can, we can do this is by having the songs or the people that perform the songs come out and sing. And I understand, and I, and I get it, Mary J. Blige and everybody else that was, that was um, brought out on stage performed wonderfully. But I think, you're, I think you're onto something. I think the Academy missed a critical moment on the 90th. Maybe they'll do it on the 100th. Um, where you just said it would take five minutes to do it. Mm-hmm. Get, take that five minutes and do it. And it's funny you say that because one of my biggest criticisms, and this is because um, no matter how much I bitch about the Academy Awards, I wanted to see it. And when it didn't, I immediately uh, thought when it didn't record it, I thought, well, damn you, my uh, television provider for not giving me a DVR that's smart enough. Damn you all this. And I thought, I can blame TV. I can blame myself for not recording it. But what I blame is the Academy because they lose sight of something. Yeah. This is about film celebration. I don't mind the the hearing the people sing because that's part of the film. What I get sick of is that they cut times for winners to to say thank you. You have to put a clock on them because they can ramble. But when it's two people who win and only one of them can speak, which the the most recent was best song uh, by a guy named uh, I love named Glenn Hansard. He co-wrote that song with a woman. He got to speak, she didn't, and now I can't remember the host is who the host was. But after the commercial break, he brought her back and said, "What do you want to? What did you want to say?" And she ends up delivering this beautiful thing uh-huh. about, "If you're an artist, don't stop talking. Somebody will eventually listen." So she says that we put so much emphasis on the stupid banter of people coming to present the awards. I don't need them trying to be comedians. And I love Mark Hamill. I love Star Wars. But that whole cast that showed up with BB-8 on the stage, it was a pathetic waste of four minutes as mm. they tried to do something cute. If you eliminate that, how many awards are presented? Probably. I thought it was 24 because you got 18 uh, out of 24. That's right. We had 24. You were absolutely yeah. right. So we had 24. And they'll, they also mentioned special awards that are given on other nights. 24 times three. 
is at least and uh, well, that's 72 minutes yes you cut an hour out of this broadcast by telling people no i, I the only person's gonna be my yuck monkey is the host right so i think that's where they go wrong i don't need the cutesy pootsy little crap that goes on every time somebody comes out to present an award it's they they are so wrong and that's the reason these ratings were down people don't oh. want to hear all that they want to just get to it they want to see the celebrities they yeah. want to be uh, have the remembrance of film and i am done no th- no i i like where you're going with that because i i do think you know it's 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 an opportunity for the academy to think the audience because really yes i understand people give great performances and everything but really the, the as i learned a long time ago the most important thing <clears throat> with any type of presentation or film is the audience yeah. and if you lose sight of that and you don't if you're not aware of who you're speaking to right know your audience know what they're looking for you know obviously if you're a stand-up comic you want to make them laugh but when you get to a point where you start making decisions that are because of the people that are on stage versus the people that are in their seats I think you can get way off course and I think a great example of that was the going next door and yes. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, and 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 I'd like to know what you think about uh, whether or not it was set up and everybody was you know in the know what was going on. So, what it imagine what it immediately hit me as was this is Kimmel's second year in a row. His great success the first year was when he had the people off the tour bus come into the Academy Awards. Right, that is magical because you're taking everyday people and you're walking into something that almost seems surreal and you're putting them not just with a few movie stars, but with every one of them. That was magical. This, this, if I, if I can say real quick, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, and right. And so those are regular people. Those are the people that are going to the movies. Yes. So yes, that was very well done because they, they, the stars were looking at them right as much as they were looking at the stars, but they were the main draw. Continue. So, I'm sorry. So I think that this year smacked up a producer going, okay, Jimmy, your biggest success last year and the thing that got us a ton of social media, social media buzz was when you brought the people in this year. Let's go to them. Wrinkle and Time's coming out. We're going to do that, which is, holy crap, could Hollywood be a little more transparent? Hey, we got this movie coming out. We're going to talk about it real quick. Here's a subliminal commercial. And they they tried. When you try to repeat, and you know this as a performer as well as I do, when you try <laughs> right. to repeat, right. What do you usually do? You fail. Mm-hmm. The magic is captured once and you got to go for something new and different. It wasn't it. It was taking a great concept and going down as to what the audience knew. I had a feeling they knew something maybe to the ilk of, Hey, we want to say we might have somebody stopping by to talk to you, which at that point they think it's a director or things like that. Yeah. Um, Cause I, there were one or two people that seemed genuinely overtly surprised to see people. Right. Um, my wife did mention, of course, that if Lynn Manuel Miranda walked into a room, I might jump over everyone to <laughs> hug him, um, and that's probably true. But. And, that, and that's why we didn't get invited. So thank uh, you. That, that's why we're it. always off the list, Jeff. Um, I was listening to uh, over the interweb. I was listening to a Dallas radio station that we both know very well, the Ticket, and I think it was Bob and Dan, um, Bad Radio. Um, I think Dan made a really good observation. And that was um, no one pulled out their phones when they came. Mm. And that's what led him to believe, and I'm piggybacking off of his thought, to prove that everybody was in the know um, when they supposedly surprised these people. 
Um, because- the only way I would counter that is that this is a upcoming Hollywood blockbuster. They will often tell you uh, phones turned off or confiscated yes. before you walk in. You're right. You're right. And somebody did bring that up. So I had forgotten about that. So that could be a two. Yeah. Um, but again, um, I, I like little things like that. Um, I, I do agree. It was way too similar to what they did last year um, and did fall flat. Um, but yeah, let's, let's spend a little more time, you know, um, to try and encapsulate 90 minute, the 90 years of, of film. I think they did a good job, but we're also talking about world lead. Well, I don't want to say world leaders, but I mean, one of the most, uh, center points of entertainment with all of the talent, all of the editors, all of that. And I know it'd be difficult. It'd be kind of like trying to get everybody together for uh, uh, We Are the World. But you have so much talent or, or hungry talent or new talent um, that they could, they really should. You know, let's spend a little more time on sharing those moments with the, with the audience and the people that watch the film versus, you know, going next door and handing out candy. Um you know, I think that's ex- exactly right. I think it's okay to put a little bit of fun in it when you can get a magical moment that says something about thanking the audience, like you so beautifully illustrated. And, Include and- it. But don't try to force it in on me. Right. Don't waste my time with it. Um, it kills me because how many shows are canceled because they end up being the same thing over and over and they don't test well. The Academy Awards continue to have this good rating, but they dip around, they do this kind of thing. When you know that you're not doing anything, try something new. Do a new, you know, the, the Golden Globes are kind of a joke award because the Hollywood Foreign Press is notoriously paid off, is what the, the word is. <laughs> by people for it. Pia Zadora, who, if those of you who've never known her, an actress in the, I'm going to say 70s, early 80s, I can't remember when uh, her butterfly film came out, she wins for some kind of emerging artist. And everybody's like, who? And she was in a film with Orson Welles at the end of his life. It was a terrible film. Comes to find out her husband had paid the Hollywood Foreign Press to vote for. <laughs> so they're a joke of award. However, their award presentation allows for joking and whatnot, but they're always on time. They're always on time. They end precisely yeah. within a few minutes. Yeah. Why the Academy can't look and say, that's better than what we're doing. And let's go in and let's put these little vignettes that are telling about the history of film. I thought one of the great things they did was to bring out stars of the past era yes um and let them have a moment of grandeur yes but also even though eva marie saint i think it was her name um someone probably needed to to put a tranquilizer dart out there because she went on for about 10 minutes too long but you know that's that's fun bring back the stars of old and let them present to the stars of new and show their films and things like that I, i would much rather see that yes um i'll end this segment with um I did think the jet ski um, uh, offer for the shortest acceptance speech. Mm -hmm. Now, see, that was funny because that was new. It hasn't been done before. And I'm not going to remember her name now because I'm old. Helen Mirren. She was the model. And I was like, wow, that model looks a lot like Helen Mirren. And it was. And I was like, how cool of her. She's like one of the coolest people. If you'll, She's this great lady of the stage and a film she's even a dame she's been recognized by the english the united kingdom she doesn't give a crap about all that she's just a person having fun and i thought same thing jeff i thought it was beautiful i thought 
I love to see humility. Yes. And she wasn't out there to be anything other than let's have some fun. I know, because you just wouldn't think like, well, you know, if you asked, I don't know, a hundred Hollywood stars to do that, I would, Helen Mirren would be the only one that would say, yeah, I'll do that. I don't care. Uh, Or the list would be short, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Because, um, I mean, again, like you said, humility. And I like that and and, and brought it in. I thought it was a funny bit. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, was well worth uh, putting into the show. So that's that's kind of like my my top moments. Did you, was there anything else you wanted to touch on? Just because I teased this, and I won't go long into it with Francis McDormand. I, I watched that, and I thought when she said inclusion writer, and then sure enough, you hear the next day that it's the most searched term within the last twenty four hours. Which huh. an inclusion writer is nothing more than gets put into. Uh, the writer, which is these are the things the star demands let's, to be part of. It. Let's bring the kind listeners up to date because I have actually forgotten about that. So it was in her acceptance speech, right? Yeah, the, it's she went on about all these kind of things. She's she is known to be this mama bear that loves and protects her community of actors, writers, even the technicians behind the scenes. She is known to fiercely protect them and bring them with her and use them again and again. And these people adore her. So she's going on about all that. But the last thing she says is, I want to say one thing, inclusion writer, which I had heard the term and I had to think, oh, I know writer. And what is the inclusion part? The inclusion writer simply means that it's upon the production company to hire a diverse, diverse cast and crew. That is both Ah. ethnicity wise, sex, orient, uh, sexual orientation, religious. What they want is they don't want to just see all black all white right it's like hire everything you can so we are truly a community to the point that the next week uh i record every night all the talk shows not so much to watch them but because i'm also a music junkie to watch the new artist and one of my favorite artists margo price uh country artist fantastic if you've not heard her go listen but she comes out and on her she sings a, a song called paycheck i think is off her new album which is about pay inequality and on her guitar, she's taped and has written with a Sharpie inclusion writer. It's getting to that point. That's just the weird thing about these things is how one little nugget like this can span across it. And so Absolutely. now I'm even seeing, you know, hashtags on tweets with inclusion writer, people who never even knew that that stars had writers. It's it's how Mariah Carey gets to have, you know, bubble machines backstage. Right. And, and I, I actually want to touch on that real quick because um I thought I thought she said writer, inclusion writer as one that mm. writes. So I'm going like, oh, okay. But let's definitely take a quick moment here. I know we're we're getting on time and, and we're gonna get everybody out of here um uh, uh close to on time today. But let's talk a little bit about what a writer is, because it is a very important piece of documentation. And I'll do I'll do a real short synopsis and then you you let me know which we need to add. But basically a writer is something that goes along with most entertainment um, uh, that's on. I'm going to just use music because it's the most simple and one I know the most about as far as it. So when a band comes to a venue uh, in, in your local kind town that you're in, they usually send ahead of them a writer, and I believe it's spelled R-I-D-E-R. Mm-hmm. And what it includes is all of the stuff that they will need um, from equipment to safety, to staging, what kind of staging. Um, There's a famous story about, um, I think it was Van Halen, who in their writer put specifically that they wanted M&Ms and all the green ones taken out, or only green ones, or something like that. And it got out that they were somehow 
this, uh, you know, stuffy, snooty kind of band that would only eat a certain color M&M. But what it really came down to, and, and I've talked to a few people in the industry that I've had a chance to rub shoulders with, the reason why they put that in there was they wanted to make sure that the venue was reading it. Because just like you said, now we're getting, I'm getting off a little bit of a tangent, but basically it's just a set of instructions for the venue to follow so that group will appear. You know, and like I said, it does include Evian water, and you do have stars that want a certain type of tea with a certain type of honey and all of that stuff. But the best part about um, the discussion that we're having is yes, the inclusion writer is great. It means that the crew that there is working on that that particular show, and now we have a musician like you stated that's including as well, is diverse. And I think that's that's wonderful. So I, I'll let you add on what you want. I, I think that everything you said in there illustrates beautifully that writers are intended to make sure that you have what you need. And there are the artists that like Van Halen do that, or I've heard ones that will put extravagant things in there as a joke. Right. Now, of course, the 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 mass majority of people look at a writer and think it's just privilege. No, it's not. It it is needed because if an artist shows up in a venue and they don't have what they need, you don't get to see the show you want to. Right. For her to come out and say, you know what? In all your demands, add add equality. Now, it, I I wonder about that. I wonder about the fairness of that. I also wonder about the fairness. Let's say for a film, if a director simply wants, look. I've worked with this DP forever. I've worked with this sound person. They all happen to be black. Okay, then they should be able to do that. Right. So I, I think it's the right step. I think it's an interesting step. I, I always wonder, worry about this is the way everybody has to be because then you're not, you're not listening to the person why they wanted to hire them. If that person only works with so many people, sure, question them. But I, it's one of those that as open as I am to equality of all, I mean, I, I at least always say tap the brakes so we're not judging those. Let's hear why they did what they did. Absolutely. That's my only worry of it. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. All right. Well, that's going to conclude uh, Oscar talk. Were you done with that? Did I interrupt? And, and nope, throw you okay. Um, so uh, we want to uh, move right along to our, our next short segment, which is uh, kind friends, people, friends that are kind listeners that are out there. And I want to give them some props. And uh, I think Todd has a few uh, just things to, you know, if you're looking for content or wanting to uh, kind of check something out, um, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, my first one is Twitch is getting bigger and bigger. It's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. It answers the age old question. Would people watch pe other people play video games? And the answer overwhelmingly is yes. Um, we've got some, um, some movement to, in the background as far as, uh, I want to interview some of these guys, uh, and gals that do that. Um, the money is a whole nother topic as far as uh, this is actually a profession that you can do very, very, very well at. Uh, one of them that's just starting out is that's Bry Guy Games, B-R-Y-G-U-I Games. If you just do a search on Twitch uh, for Bry Guy, he plays a game called RuneScape. It's, uh, it's a game I know nothing about. It's an old school game. Um, but he, he's puts a lot of work into it and, and has some fun broadcasts. And, uh, like I said, if you have some time, uh, check it out. He's usually on around uh, 9 PM central, um, most days of the week. So check out Bry guy. Um, the other thing I wanted to throw a call back to real quickly was, uh, uh, I need to continually show love for uh, minute of the apes. I have started listening. I'm enjoying it. Um, and, and for those that don't know the concept, uh, basically, uh, Todd and, and his co-hosts, Sean, 
Sean and Richard. Uh, Sean and Richard go through the movies of minute uh, of the movies of uh, Planet of the Apes minute by minute. So every episode they're discussing literally one the one minute they watched uh, that particular episode. Uh, it's it's funny, it's enjoyable, and I don't want to forget to send uh, shout outs to them because uh, it, it's it's a first of all it's a it's a concept that I enjoy because I'm a geek and. Um, it's it's just uh, and to to break down a movie at that length. It really is interesting. It's amazing to, you know, what what you what what is one minute on the screen, uh, once broken down can uh, really lead to some interesting uh, conversation. So those are my uh, kind friends. I wanted to mention Todd, you, uh, and I'm going to throw in for those of you that ever listen and thank you for mentioning it, Jeff. We actually just finished the first Planet of the Apes and the film concludes this Wednesday. So you will then have Ooh. about two to three weeks before we begin beneath the Planet of the Apes, which is the next. You'll have about three or four weeks to go in and, and dive in and listen. I hope you like it as anything. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We love to hear from people. But, you know, my big thing that I want to communicate out goes back to what we said before about that we're starting to hit the podcast uh, apps. We're also trying to build our Twitter experience, which we want a vessel to be able to talk to you guys. So take the time, go find us. It's TOK Radio, the other kind of radio, but it's TOK Radio. Come out there, follow us, because that at least gives us the interaction. We know who you are. We know what you think. I, I know Jeff well enough to say this. Even if you think we're wrong about something, tell us you think we're wrong. Oh, yeah. Just interact with us, because this becomes a conversation between all of us. We know you're listening, and we're, we're doing this because we want your interaction. So come follow us let us know who you are and and interact with us well said and yes uh um the other one i want to throw out is i uh i've got some listeners that are at the local brewery here in nebraska so right after uh, i'm done recording this show i'm going to go uh fill up my growler uh of two pool it's an interesting thing it's uh, basically their bach and their amber and they actually mix the two beers right there so it's called two pool it's a wonderful thing trevor and those guys out there always take good care of me so i want to make sure i mention them okay we're running at one one hour and 10 minutes i i did have a kind listener um that i <laughs> sent the last episode to i'm like hey you might want to check this out and his immediate comment was like it's an hour long <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way we roll. Hey, that's the way we work. So um, I've got some travel coming up, but I'm really excited about our next show. Todd, you want to tell the kind listeners about what we're going to attempt to do? We are going to, I think this is our first, we've read the book and seeing the movie experience. We're going to Ooh. go see Ready Player One, which is the new Steven Spielberg adaptation of Ernest Klein's novel. Uh, that comes out right before we will get together. And so we'll be posting that. I would imagine you tell me if I'm wrong, Jeff, within a day or two of the release of the film. Yes. Yes. I think it's going to post on April 1st. So uh, we'll have a few break in between while I have to go do my, my real job in the real world. But uh, we will be uh, taking that time and making sure that we keep the contact content fresh here on the other kind of radio so um that's all for me have you got anything you want to add on there todd no my friend that's it all right well it's been an hour and 12 minutes you've sat here with us listen to us 
Todd, so well said. Take the time. Write us an email. Info at the other kind radio. Um, we'll be more than happy to hear your thoughts. Uh, find us on Twitter, TOK Radio, and uh, the website itself, the other kind radio. Or uh, look at us on Stitcher or look us up on iTunes as the episodes are going to be there. For myself, Todd. Thanks again for joining us. We're having a great time doing this. It'll be a short break. We'll be back. But until then, stay kind. And we are The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio.